Welcome to another episode of the Fight Insight Podcast, where the podcast that brings you all the latest news, updates, and analysis from the world of mixed martial arts. Today, we're going to be diving deep into the world of MMA. We're going to be discussing the ups of BKFC. Fucking love it. The downs of, I'm going to slaughter his name, <laughs> Francis Nagamno. Is that okay? Yeah, <laughs> And the rise of a future Canadian star. Now sit back, relax, and get ready for an action-packed episode of Fight Insight. Tim, hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fight Insight Podcast. Let's talk. That name gets me every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Francis Ngannou. All right. Our guest today is set to make her pro MMA debut at FLA 9. That's Fight League Atlantic 9 this Saturday, May 6th. Hailing from Prince Edward Island on the east coast of Canada, known for green gables, golf, gorgeous sandy beaches, lobster, mussels, and oysters, this university hockey player got tired of beating people up on the ice and being forced into a box so now she's chosen to willingly enter a cage and beat people up there. Everybody, please welcome to the podcast, Maria Clinton. Hi, guys. How's it going, Maria? Good. How are you guys? Good, good. Thank you for joining us. This is your fight week. Yep. Yeah. Are you super pumped for this? Yeah, I'm ready to get in there. Pro debut? Yep. Exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek from Fight League Atlantic, we had him on the podcast a long, long time ago. Great dude. We said to him, hey, Fight League Atlantic 9 is coming up. I want your best superstar on the card to join this podcast. And he said, Maria Clinton, immediately. Uh, I appreciate that. No superstar, <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, he says you are a rising star. And I watched your three amateur fights. Uh, goddamn. They're pretty impressive. So I can, I can see why, like how important, or or, uh, I guess, how does it make you feel to know that you have like the support of so many people and the promoter saying great things about you? That's really nice. I guess I started my first fight off like with FLA with Derek. So he's been in my, in my life, I guess for ever since I started mixed martial arts. So he's always had my back and he always keeps up to date with my career. So I thank Derek for a lot and yeah, I hope to keep fighting in FLA and yeah, yeah. how the next one goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then I do have to say, show your shirt a little bit because I can't see it right now, but nice. The fight league Atlantic merch is very cool. <laughs> like they have some good stuff. Did you get that? Uh, did you get that for free? Yeah, we get a lot of stuff for free. Actually. Oh, it's really nice. good promotion. All right, yeah. nice, nice. Actually, that that answer could have turned really bad, Brady. But she said, "No, I got to pay for it myself." I pay for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes we like to start off with some fan questions, Maria. So I'm going to send this one your way. I thought this was interesting. As I said in the intro, you're a hockey or you're a former university hockey player. Does having filthy mitts in hockey translate to dirtier mitts in the cage? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Let's say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that is from Jeremy Willis. I believe you may train with this gentleman. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I, used to, I used to live in a condo and we had to file complaints because someone left their hockey gloves in the, like the storage area all the time. Oh yeah. It, it was one of the worst things ever. Like it was pretty <laughs> bad. It yeah. Yeah. It was pretty gross. Uh, yeah. Now, were you the goon on your hockey team? It's actually funny because I really wasn't. I was never like, I was never chirping anybody. I was never in the mix. And then, you know, once I got out of hockey, I was in mixed martial arts. So everyone was kind of like, what happened there? But I was never the goon. No? Uh, no. So then why the transition? How did how did it come from hockey to, to MMA? I guess it just, you know, in hockey and all sports throughout my life, I just wanted to be the best I could be. So, like, I wasn't out there trying to beat people up in hockey because I want to score goals and stuff like that. Um, and then after hockey, I was just kind of looking to some for something to, like, keep me active, maybe like a team kind of thing. So I started with jujitsu, and then I seen that there was other, other classes going on, so I joined all that, and then I'm here. 
is it just that you're just like, Hey, I'm just an athlete. You just took to it. And then next thing you know, because I mean, choosing to step into a cage and fight someone is like not something that everyone would do, you know, like you got to have that animal mentality. You know what I mean? Like you got to be crazy. No. (laughs) People call me crazy. Sometimes I think it's more like, I really like the mindset of the sport, like with mixed martial arts, like, it's really you against you in all aspects, you know, like if you're not preparing your training hard, it's going to show you can't, you can't hide from that. Right. Like what, whatever you're doing outside the cage is going to show in the cage. And I think that's where I like to, you know, get prepared and then show how well I've uh, progressed, I guess, every fight. <laughs> nice. And then, so that kind of leads me to another fan question from Crozier, Matt asks, what is your ultimate goal as a mixed martial artist? I would say just like fight in the biggest promotions possible, I guess. Like I just want to keep fighting, hopefully keep winning and just see where it takes me. Nice. That's crazy. So this isn't just for fun while you do your job as a, whatever it is that you do. This is like serious. You're legit going into this. You're going to be the next big thing, right? Oh, I mean, I hope I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, we hope too, because like the whole reason we have you on is because we got to get you before you're UFC champion and then you ignore us. So we get you now. And then when people look up, who the hell is this Maria Clinton? They'll find our podcast. You know, that's the idea. Um, This is a question you're in Prince Edward Island. So for our fans across the world, they might not know, but that's on the East coast of Canada, beautiful uh, area. The question is, what's it like being from PEI, such an amazing place in the summer and so awful in the winter? And that's from Derek from FLA. Yeah, he knows what's up, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful in the winter. There's nothing to do, you know, small population. But the summers are very nice. There's lots of beaches, beautiful weather, yeah. great food, everything else. So just got to nice. get through the winter. <laughs> yeah so what is the uh so what do you do in the winter then is it just go train like you just got nothing to do but train now um i'm in school but it's it's online oh. so i don't have to actually go to class which is nice so right now i'm just you know doing that and training so it's pretty pretty good combo right now <laughs> cool and what do you do in school uh i'm in school for counseling oh that's what I, that's what i just uh went back for so oh nice good for you yeah, very cool. Um, so when I'm looking you up and I'm looking at your fights and everybody should be searching up Maria Clinton, uh, I'm going to put your Instagram banner down along the bottom of the screen. It's at Maria Clinton 71, right? What is the 71? It was my hockey number. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. And what's the reason for 71? Well, my favorite number was 91, but when I joined the team, it was taken. So I had to go with 71 and I stuck with it. Nice. Nice. That that happened to me when I was playing soccer, when I joined a new team, someone else had my number and I was like, what Mm -hmm. the hell? And then we had to fight for the number, not like fist fight, but like, I forget we had to do to get the the number. I got it though. So I was number 10. Uh, I was looking, (laughs) I was looking for your, uh, at your fights and then I'm like, okay, like what's Maria's nickname. There is no nickname for Maria Clinton. Uh, obviously I think it should be president. So then they'll go Maria, president Clinton. That'd be oh, pretty yeah. cool, you know, uh, like, oh. <laughs> half the crowd will cheer. Half the crowd will boo. Uh, yeah. How, how come no nickname Maria? I, I've thought about it before, I guess, but just nothing came to me. So I think that it's just going to be like in the moment, someone's going to say something. I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Brady, off the top of your head, nickname for Maria Clinton. <laughs> this is going to be hard. Off the top of that head. I know, because nothing rhymes with Clinton. You know what I mean? It's like so hard. Maria Hard-Hidden Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I asked, okay, I went to my new best friend, Chat GPT, and oh, I, I said... That. And I said, what is a nickname for an MMA fighter named Maria Clinton from Canada? And it came up with, and I like these, the Maple Mauler. Okay. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. The Northern, the Northern Hurricane. Hmm. No, pass. The Queen of the North. 
Oh, I like Maybe. that. <laughs> Maria does not look too impressed. And the last one, the Canuck Crusher. <laughs> Sounds like Vancouver Canucks. No. Yeah, oh. least, man. <laughs> oh, that's a big boo. Okay. Well, hey, I'm, in, I'm in Toronto, so thank you for that. Uh, okay. Okay. So no nickname for Maria right now. Uh, talking about your fight coming up. You've got uh, a fan that asks, what is your favorite way to end fights? Anyway, <laughs> I mean, my last fight was my first stoppage, so I'm looking for another one, my next one. So anyway, I can get it, I guess. Now you train at Henzo Gracie PEI, and like you said, that was your first mm, foray into martial arts was, was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Can I ask what belt you are? Uh, blue belt right now. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh but your striking looks very, very good. Like you're very aggressive. That's what I appreciate for people that are not watching on uh, audio. Oh, See, pretty much I miss it up every time. For people that aren't watching this podcast on video, Maria is a straw weight. But the thing I love about your fights, Maria, is that you're very aggressive. And it looks like you could knock these people out pretty badly because you're thrown with bad intention, which I love. So, and that question was from uh, C. Capriosa. She's a content creator that you'll probably see at FLA nine. She's always around in, in all of the local promotions and she's doing a lot of video footage stuff. So I know she sent in a question, but she's excited to see you finish the fight, but you're saying anyway is good. Yeah. For you? Anyway, I get it. yeah. yeah. I guess like now with the professional rule set, I'm a bit excited just because I think that it helps with my striking a bit more. So I'm really excited for to fight under that rule set, but I'll take a stoppage anyway. I can, I guess. What's for, for those that don't know, what is the difference? Elbows? Yeah. Elbows, knees to the head, punching oh. on the ground, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, Brady Bunch, I know you had some random questions you were going to ask. Yes. We're so, going to try this out, Maria, with you. If this bombs, this is Brady Bunch's okay. fault, not mine. <laughs> so I recently have became a counselor, sometimes with some of my uh, clients, some have lots to talk about. Sometimes there's less. Sometimes I whip out random questions. Uh, so pull out random questions from this little deck here. It's um, like a deck of questions, Maria. Yes, about you questions. I'm sure the fans want to know some of these. Yeah. All right. Random one. What makes you angry? Hmm. And how do you behave when you're angry? Oh, God. Making me think. I feel like I don't get angry too often, you know, like I really am big on like my mindset, my mentality. So try not to let external things, you know, really get to me. But I guess if I'm angry, I definitely want to be by myself and just like calm down. All right. I get that. (laughs) That was probably like I could have I could have answered that for Maria. Just meeting Maria this little bit of time. I'd be like, I don't think Maria gets too angry. Like you you look like a pretty calm, relaxed person, Maria. All right. Next question, Brady Bunch. Do one more. Let's see what else we got. All right. uh, If you could instantly attain any three skills, what would they be? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Curveballs. Oh my God, I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lousy one. We we, we did that in our practice run. Okay, pick an easier one. <laughs> you know, uh, all right, all right. Yeah, pick an <laughs> Or not, well, these are random, but that is a bad one. All right, pick another one. Uh, you know what? I'm finding a lot of bad ones at the moment. Okay, uh, while, while you're looking for one, I will go with this one that was another one submitted. What does gum boutonner mean? <laughs> is, I don't know. Really? You don't know? This is this was submitted from Derek from Fight League Atlantic as well. What does gum boutonner mean? No? That doesn't mean anything to you? Maybe a no. typo. <laughs> oh, was it a typo? I don't know. That's what he said. Okay, yeah. and I didn't even look it up because I was like, I Hopefully want to I'm not looking dumb. <laughs> I know this. I don't yeah, know it's that. Like, yeah. Did you know that I was looking up as well? Maria, as you become more and more famous, like I said, I think it's pretty easy to become the most popular person in PEI. <laughs> because I was looking it up and this is what I saw on Google. Everyone's photo is black and white. Oh. <laughs> Funny. So Maria, I don't know. Like if you had to say like, who's the most popular person from PEI that you know, 
or like most popular <laughs> like my cousin, whole, like, ben, my cousin ben who actually got me into mixed martial arts is living in nashville right now and he's doing pretty good he's a singer <laughs> oh nice okay cool yeah. all right maybe. well hey look though <laughs> i think you can be at the top of that google list like maybe even just with one professional win, I think you might make it up there. Like get it out of the black and white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least someone in a color photo. All right, Brady Bunch, what you got? You got one more? All right, I'm going to throw out two questions. One's a silly one from the deck. One is just out of curiosity. Uh, you're clearly a hockey fan. With the Stanley Cup coming up, if you had the root for a non-Canadian team, which team would it be? Oh God! <laughs> I was like leaps all the way. I'm a hardcore Toronto fan. That is so terrible, Maria. <laughs> like the amount of disappointment in your young life. Who's your favorite team? You're from Toronto, are you? Yeah, well, of course it's Toronto, but I'm I'm miserable right along with you. Like I've oh, yeah. never We're won. Not this you year. Know? We're lucky. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, we're yeah, sure. So um, favorite, uh, yeah, other team, non-Canadian, non-Canadian team. Mm. Not Florida. <laughs> All right. You uh, know what? I almost take that. We know who you hate the most. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we yeah. go. That's my least favorite and least right. favorite Florida because we play them next. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Brady Bunch, last question for you, and then I'll do my last one. Uh, this was going to be, I think, a per- I think a random question. Oh, uh, or I think it was from this. If you could raise anyone from the dead, anyone from any point in history and just like chill with them for a day and ask them any question, who would it be? Why are they so hard? <laughs> I've never got asked that in my life. Cause we don't want to ask the same boring question. Yeah. We don't want to ask you like, <laughs> hey, how do you like, oh, yeah. God, I'm thankful that like everyone I want to talk to is alive. Uh, <laughs> dead. Dead or alive, I can talk to anyone. Okay, yeah. yeah dead or alive. Yeah, dead or alive. Kidding this. I'd like to talk to in person. Uh, maybe like Rose Namajunas. Nice. <laughs> yeah, podcast. I'll do that. Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, what did you say? On the what? Since we're on the fight, like a fighting podcast. Oh, okay, okay. So it's yeah. an awesome Matthews, but you know. Oh, awesome, Matthew. Yeah, okay. Okay, but hold on. Rose Namunas, that's an interesting pick. Do you think she'd be interesting to talk to? She seems weird, no? I don't think she'd have much to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get such a strange vibe from her. Like, I think it would be cool to, like, see her in person and kind of pick apart her brain a little bit, yeah, you know? Yeah, you're talking. Yeah. yeah, like, maybe. I feel like you might need to spar her oh, to God. kind of... To then, no, but, <laughs> to, no, but to kind of like get into like maybe a conversation, you know, when you're like friendly sparring, then it kind of opens people up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like I, like, I feel like if you just sat down with her, I don't know, like, you know, like I, I do worry, like if I ever got her on this podcast, which of course, you know, hey, Rose, you're watching this, please come on the podcast. <laughs> like, it would be amazing. But I also worry sometimes I'm like, oh, I wonder how that conversation would go. You yeah, know? I think sometimes it's easier to talk to people in like the gym setting. You know, you have something to relate to, I guess, you know, talk about something. Yeah. Or you could like be talking about like something you were working on or whatever, and then it could translate into like an easy conversation. But I yeah, exactly. Really? I think that's why I like the fighting community in general. You know, like you're beating someone up, they're like, oh, you can do this better here. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Maria, before I ask you my last question, is there anything that you'd want to say to fans, friends, viewers, and listeners of the podcast? Um, not really. I'm excited to continue my career and I, hopefully you guys continue on watching me and supporting me and yeah, of course. And I'm going to put your photo up here. Uh, This is the fight poster. I believe this is it, right? This is for FLA nine. There you are on the left-hand side. I will say Maria, I know you're on this podcast and we'll try to get you as many viewers and and followers as possible. Follow at Maria Clinton 71, her hockey Jersey number. But when my, I I think I told you before, my friend was creating a MMA social squad who always makes like cool, like fan art and stuff. They were doing a poster for you. They did tell me to tell you, you got to get more photos on your social media. 
<laughs> he was having oh, a hard time. I, have hard time. Oh, I had Instagram, but I deleted everything and I wasn't even on it for like a year. And then I started to make smart shots. I was like, Oh my God, I have to start posting stuff. <laughs> and, you know, like doing the social media side. Cause it, cause it is like to promote yourself. Right. So mm-hmm. I started yeah. photos on there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how some of these fighters do it. it. I feel like they've just got like a professional photographer around with them, like all the time because <laughs> Like we've had guests on this podcast, especially like Katharina Leaner, uh, Ty Shea. Like they always have like so many photos of just their regular day. You're like, how the hell are you getting like all these photos that are so perfectly like angled, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta hire someone out there in PEI and just say, Hey, look, you gotta follow me around the gym for a few days, whatever, and just take a bunch of random shots. So yeah. Yeah. I gotta do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially as you move up in the pro ranks, because we've heard from a lot of UFC fighters how important it is, like your social media following to grow it, mm-hmm. to get fans and stuff like that, because promotions will look at that and go like, oh, this person's got a good following. OK, boom, boom, boom. You know, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, I've, I've been trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, get on it. Uh, you know, it's going to look awesome when you've got like a bunch of like your your winning photos and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like as you develop your pro career. So that's awesome. We've asked you a lot of hard questions, Maria, and I apologize. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, we we <laughs> we killed you with hard questions today. But I am going to ask you one more question. It is we've asked it to our last four guests. We're going to ask it to everybody because it's been giving us interesting answers. Uh, it's a question that my mom used to ask me growing up all the time. So I'm asking it to you, Maria. On a scale of one to ten, how happy are you? Right now, nine point five. Pretty happy. Damn. Yeah. All right. And can you explain why? Like what gets you to be a 9.5? Highest we've ever had, mind you. Really? Oh, maybe I'm ranking myself high. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's about you and how you feel. So why why are you a 9.5? I guess just where I'm at in my life. You know, I think that I'm on a good path with school, my mindset, my physical health. You know, everything's going in a good direction. So I'm just happy right now. Love that. Dang. Dang, that's awesome. That is the confidence of a true Canadian. See, that's what we get. That's what we are up here. I'll tell you, living out on East Coast, that definitely makes you happy too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maria Clinton, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with us, especially during fight week, which I know is a a big week for you. But geez, Louise, no no nerves here. You look cool as a cucumber. Got the cool blonde hair. I'm trying. to kick ass. Right. Uh, So good luck to you, Maria. And thank you so much for joining the podcast. And hopefully we'll be able to have you back on again and talk about uh, everything that's happening in your life. Thank you. That was awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Maria. Have a good one. See ya. Bye-bye. See, Canadians are the best. They really are. We should only have Canadians on the podcast. That's the rule from now on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Guys, thank you for joining the podcast. If you're here because of Maria Clinton, thank you so much. Please follow and subscribe. You see all the stuff down there. Appreciate it. Um, I always love to do our friends of the podcast update. And so Maria Clinton, again, fighting this Saturday. So go check out the uh, it's on pay-per-view. So just go find the link FLA nine. I'll put it in the show notes when this uh, goes up, I'll find that and I'll put that up. Friends of the podcast update. I want to give a shout out to Rageworks Podcast Network. We're a part of them and um, they always support the show. So thank you so much. Check them out at rageworksnetwork.com. I was on the Media Virus podcast. That was a cool podcast. If you want to hear about me and some of my experiences with different guests, uh, you can check that out. Jenna Bishop, obviously the, the superstar. We've had her on twice. Bellator fighter. She just posted today that she's uh, ready for a fight. So I don't know if that means that fight news is like on its way, but she's probably one more fight until she has to get that title. Right. So, and I'm very excited for her. Love uh, Jenna Bishop, Chelsea Chandler, UFC Stockton zone. She finally announces that she has a fight July 15th against Norma Dumont. That's in the featherweight division. And this seems to be a title eliminator. She thinks, I think, everybody's going to believe whoever wins this fight gets to fight Amanda Nunes for the title. Is that really what you're thinking? It has to be. Otherwise, why do you have this division? You know what I mean? Like you, you got to let these people fight for something. You saw they have Chelsea ranked 14. Yeah. She, she, her ranking, she wasn't ranked before, right? She moved up. Yeah. Okay. So she moved up into the rankings. I believe that's because of her excellent appearance on our podcast. 
I think so too. They said, Oh damn, you're so cool. Okay. Put her in 14. Yeah. So, uh, Chelsea Chandler, she's the best. She talks so much shit about everyone. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Now that we know her personality, I'm going to be dying to look at her interviews and her fight week stuff that she'll post. Right. Cause I want to see if she really like just catches people's attention and like catches people's eye. You know what I mean? She, you have to, if you're in that featherweight division, you better friggin' do something to make people want to watch you and want you to get that title shot. Yes. So it's that a biggie. Yeah. She takes out a man, but that'd be so dope. Can you imagine? Be so that'd be dope. so awesome. And then she comes on our podcast with the title. Yes, and I remember us talking about Amanda and how she felt about Amanda. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, like, go, yeah, go check out that podcast if you can see it. I'll put I'll put that one up at the end uh, if I can remember to do that. So it's just an easy click for you if you're on YouTube. Next week on the podcast, fresh off his win last week at UFC, off three days notice, making his UFC debut, Marcus the Maniac McGee. That's awesome cool cool dude and uh trains at the lab where our friend brian bam bam barbarina used to train he's coming on the podcast next week so very excited to talk to a guy who on three days notice shows up at the ufc fights second round stoppage performance of the night bonus 50 g's life could not be better for this dude and he now earns a spot on the fight insight podcast (laughs) right I mean, holy moly, this guy's life could not be better. Uh, Brady Bunch, let's talk about two things, I guess, that we're going to try to talk to. We've got some decent time now. We'll go with the BKFC event first. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So if you did not watch BKFC 41 or whatever the hell it was on the weekend, you're insane. You you totally dropped the ball if you did not watch it. Here is the president, David Feldman, after the event. You know, great fucking night. Great fucking night for BKFC and the sport and the fighters. It was unfucking believable This dude is on cloud nine after that event. It could not have gone any better. Right? Not at all. No. Crazy, crazy night. Uh, the Ben Rothwell fight was incredible. The Christine Faria fight where she defended her title was amazing. The Chad Mendes and uh, Eddie Alvarez fight, insane. Yes. And then the goddamn Mike Perry, who was killing the promos all week. Look at that photo. Goddamn. Like, so cool, this dude. He is killing it with the promotion and everything like that that he's doing. Uh, Puts on an incredible performance. So there he is, beats Rockhold. And then Conor McGregor comes into the ring, cuts one of the best promos for that promotion. I don't know if they paid him. Did you hear if they paid him? I didn't hear anything about him being paid. In fact, if anything, I think I saw Feldman talking about, like, hey, he came all by himself. He flew out all by himself. It was yeah. crazy. So I think Connor literally is just like out having fun and like wanted to be at the show, wanted to be part of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, crazy. I did post a meme. Like the minute I saw him there cutting the promo, I'm like on my phone making this meme, but I posted this one. That's yeah. a photo of Dana watching Connor shoot a promo, holding the BKFC belt in the ring, praising BKFC. And then after the event, keeps posting stuff. Yes. Right. It's being shared everywhere. Right. Uh, and it sounds like he was staying in contact with the org. Like, yeah. So, like, part of me is wondering if he really will somehow get a one fight deal or. So the thing is, is that I don't know if you know, but he only has one fight left on his contract with UFC. So basically he goes and does the fucking uh, Chandler fight and then he could jump to this if he wants. That's what it sounds like. And now here's my conspiracy theory. Is Connor just such a genius businessman that he does this to now force UFC's hand to pay him even more? In a, in a in a renewed contract, he is a fucking brilliant businessman, right? Because now you're like, hey, look what I just did. I've now uh, forget the fact that any organization would want him, but now look, I've 
God Darren, goddamn worn their belt and and cut a promo for BKFC. You know these guys are going to pay me jillions of dollars. Yeah, just like he stole Aldo's belt back in the day. This is his old tricks, right? He knows what to do. Yeah. And I think you might be right. Uh, Or there's part of me. There's part of me. I understand BKFC doesn't seem to have the money yet to probably hold on to a a Connor. But if they get investors, who the hell knows? But Connor is almost, his fighting style is almost like meant to be BKFC. Yeah, it's perfect. And that's where it's like, yo, part of me, like the idea of him forcing the UFC to pay him more. But let's keep it real. What he's had is a one out, one win in yeah, out yeah, yeah. five matches in a few years, right? Like, what if he loses his next match? Right? It's not going to be a good look. But if he can jump to this sport, actually compete well, yeah, it keeps his brand name alive. And who the hell knows? Maybe he becomes part owner because who the fuck knows? I think like, yeah, like, okay, like what you're saying is like, he's almost like hedged his bet, right? Like, okay, if I get beat by Chandler, which there's a good chance, like Chandler's the killer. He's still in his prime. Yes. If I lose to Chandler, even if UFC devalues my stock, which they're not going to. Now I've got BKFC who could easily go, eh, well, that's not his goddamn sport. His new sport is bare knuckle. And here's our, here's our superstar, right? I mean... Yeah, it's it's a crazy move. Uh, it was exciting as hell. That whole event, and again, if you didn't watch that event, that was a crazy good event. Like you know that I love BKFC. Yes, but that friggin' event solidified that organization as second in the world to me. Hundred percent. The walkout, the goddamn screens, the way they had everything designed, it was beautiful. Uh, uh, the owner said at that same interview that I shot that little bit it was about an eight thousand person attendance i believe is what you're saying eight thousand gate with a million dollar gate um so you know they made decent money and and if they can keep putting on shows like that see no no what i find really interesting though see what you know it's gonna be this saturday i believe it's this saturday no Uh, friday 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 uh promo right promotion Oh, oh no okay that's not what i'm talking about masvidal who's even fighting on that card do you know Roy nelson so but, but i think it's bare knuckle i might be wrong oh not okay okay wait maybe I'm not the- i thought it was i thought it was through masvidal's organization but they're having some type of bare knuckle i believe roy nelson's one of the fighters it's i think it's this week yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, to be fair, I did see a few things of that. I think it's, yeah, Game Bread, Bare Knuckle, Friday, May 5th. So you know what? Like that, knowing the way that he, quote unquote, retired with his last fight, knowing how him and Dana are so politically aligned and all that and have so much love for each other, I find it really interesting. I think they're pushing this Bare Knuckle because bare knuckle, they know how big of a threat PKFC is right now. So like, this is their hope in sense of, I think stealing from some of that wave, which I don't think is going to be very successful. No, I like the game bread boxing that they had the last one. Obviously we were all a fan of that, yeah, but real no, like I, I'm no, I'm looking at this game bread bare knuckle and I'm just looking, I'm Googling it and taking a look. I can't tell you any of who any of these people are. And aside that's from, the problem. Wait, aside from who? Roy Nelson, I think. Roy Big Country Nelson? Yeah, do you remember him? No, of course I know him. Yeah, the the, the belly tap. Uh, I don't see him on any posters. Maybe he is. I do see um, this dude that's coming yeah, back. He's Knight, Bobby, Knight, Bobby Knight. He's in there. That seems to be who there's he's a fun. lot of posters of. It says, I get, maybe it was announced late, but he's going to be fighting Dylan Kleckler. Oh, I love Dylan Kleckler. Yeah, so that might be. I have have no clue who that is. Do you know who that is? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, (laughs) So you know what? I think that that's. I love. I always love Roy Nelson. So Mm. I think I'm in just for that. Actually, no. But you know the guy. You know who Kleckler is? Yeah, not well. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm not mistaken. I think he fought for BKFC. Okay, so he's. Gone from BKFC. 
All right. Well, all I know is that BKFC is kicking ass and they're moving up in the world for sure off the heels of that. They got it. They got it now. I feel like this was such a success. They need to now somehow keep that momentum going. You can't do some weaker cards now. I feel like they've really got to quickly adjust some of their next cards and yeah. really like add in some star power, add in something because you can't go off this super high and then go back to like a normal BKFC card. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta somehow maintain this momentum and do something. Uh, now uh, the event I thought you were talking about is this Friday, which I believe is in the same arena as BKFC. Someone told me that, uh, that was messaging me when I was posting stuff, but one FC makes their American debut yeah. on American soil, American soil debut with a lineup that is iffy. If you're asking me, you got Sage Northcut. Big, uh, who cares really? Uh, you've got Demetrius Johnson as the main event against a guy who I'm not sure speaks English. And Demetrius Johnson is a guy who, you know, if you believe UFC couldn't really sell pay-per-views and stuff. And Demetrius is saying that it might be his retirement fight. If you're saying it's your retirement fight, I don't know how invested you are in this fight. I always worry about that. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a tough card. They do have Stamp Fairtex on the card fighting former guest of the podcast, Elise Will Savage Anderson. So I'm very excited for that fight. Interesting. But I, I don't know. Like I like I and I hope that Lil Savage wins. But I think if if Elise Anderson wins, One FC will be mighty pissed. Because no offense, but Stamp is their superstar. Yes. And Elise, when she came on our podcast, this was before she even made her one FC debut. She had commented about thinking like that they weren't promoting her a lot. And she was upset about that. And she thought that there was a little bit of favoritism perhaps to the, to the person that she was fighting at the time, which was Itsuki Hirata, who we know is a one FC like superstar. Like they love her. You know what I mean? Um, so we'll see what happens. But the big thing with that card is, and I had prepared this poster like a month ago. And I thought for sure, Brady Bunch, a million percent. I thought that at this event, they were going to announce the signing of Francis Ngannou. I had prepared this poster to launch this week thinking hundred percent. This is what's about to happen. And that's what I think was expected to happen. Miguel knew. I got to say his name, right? Miguel. Yeah. Miguel. Ngannou, I think. In. All right. He's not. Right. <laughs> um, so bad. That's what I fought in New York City for so long. Oh my god, I always felt bad mispronouncing a kid's name. I got to get better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to go, to go back, what do you think he did? Because when they talk about them not picking him up, it sounds like it wasn't financial. So, so like, okay, so, yeah. So we're going to talk about that a little bit because what happens is Shatri Situdong, who's the owner of the owner and founder of One FC, goes on Ariel Helwani's show last week and says, "Hey, this Sunday I've got an in-person meeting with Nganu. We're going to be making our final offer." He talks about it. Sounds like kind of positive. We had heard that I think BKFC and Bellator had both kind of made comments that they were no longer going to be making offers that. It wasn't going to work out, right? I thought Bellator was a really good place for Nganu, really. Then I think, okay, fine, 1FC. Maybe it's cool they bring him over to the East where he will be like 17 times the size of the normal adult male. Yeah. And he will like be some like Godzilla monster over there and just, you know, be, be a superstar, right? Like, why not go to Asia and be like a massive star? So Shatri says, we're going over. We, we've, got a, we've got a meeting, blah, blah, blah. Then on, was it maybe Monday morning, news starts to hit everywhere with a statement that Shatri puts out. And I'll play a quick little video. And this was a part of the statement that's made. After careful reflection, we decided not to submit our final offer. Francis is a good guy and a good champion. I wish him continued success and happiness. At the end of the day, he added, I didn't feel that Francis and I were fully aligned on non-financial terms. So there you go. So now Shatri goes out on Monday and publicly announces 
that were out of the Francis Ngannou business. Ariel then has, and that was Ariel Helwani on the MMA Hour. Ariel then has Ngannou uh, released, I think it was today, the day we're filming it, releases some messages that he went back and forth with Nganu about Nganu says, Hey, I was transparent with Shatri when I met him that I've already got a verbal offer slash agreement on the table with another promotion. All right. Doesn't say what that other promotion is, but says I've already got a, a, a an agreement there, but they still have the chat and that's what happens. So, a, the only other promotion that exists that we can think it would be would be PFL. Yep. I mean, a PFL. billion dollars right now if you can name a PFL heavyweight. Nope. Million, you just lost a billion dollars, Brady Bunch. That could have changed your life. Uh, that offer was valid. Um, nobody. If you're watching this podcast, go type, leave a comment with without cheating leave a comment of any PFL heavyweight. I'm trying to think, is there any other organization that it could be? I don't think so. Right. No, there's no other organization that's going to pay him or whatever. So the issue here is, I mean, okay, let's, let's look at this angle first. Why Ariel was commenting about this and some people have been a little bit upset, but why would Shatri announce that we're not dealing like we can't. Can I get your thoughts on why you think he would release that statement to say we are not going to be able to provide an offer to Nganu? I feel like the only reason is because we knew the meeting was happening. That's it. No. And I think that's a beautiful answer. I think that really is the answer. He went public saying I'm having a meeting with this guy. So if you know it's not happening, why let people think things? So I feel like it was an it was a proper business move to go out and say, "Hey guys, sorry, we're not." And he and he says very complimentary things about Francis. Yeah, so he's a good guy. Right? Yeah, it was it was non financial. It was blah blah. But some people have been giving slack, going, "Ah, you ass," blah blah blah. There are some comments that say, "Well, he did that because now he's devalued Francis in the market because now whatever that other organization is." They'll be like, wait a second, you've got no other offers on the table. In a way, fuck. You know I what I mean? Too, though. Hmm? I can see that too, but here's the thing. No, there was so much public discussion about it. Yeah. That like I don't know. I don't yeah. I doubt the guy was trying to really hurt his value or stock, but I see how it could hurt his value or stock. And a lot of people were saying things like, oh, you know. Um, Francis, you know, they think that Francis has really screwed himself out of everything. They think that leaving the UFC was a bad move. They think that, you know, standing up for what he believed in was a bad move. If you believe all the stuff that he had said before, um, can I ask your opinion, Brady Bunch? What are your thoughts about Nganu, you know, in terms of how he's, made this move do you think he's still valid in the marketplace you know i think he really hurt himself you do i do i i this is my opinion i think that he should have worked with the ufc or if not had a solid deal with bellator uh like you i think that was the best bet or pfl i don't think he should have done what he did until he knew already and he had something lined up, something solid. The fact that this man hasn't fought for as long as he has now, right? And he's out there trying to get a contract. He's only getting older, probably only rustier. Uh, and his name is losing value by the day, day in my opinion, right? Uh, the other thing was he should have made a boxing match happen quick because he was talking about that stuff too, right? Uh, so I do think I do think he screwed himself. I think he let his ego get a little too far ahead of himself. It's almost like a band, right? When a band is pretty successful and there's that one band member that's like, hey, you know, like I don't get enough respect for my talent as this drummer or whatever, or the bassist, or and then they try to do their own side project. 
we never hear about them again, or we hear they bomb, or maybe they come back down the line, right? He's not going back to the UFC, <laughs> right? He's screwed himself. He left the band, they gave him a platform, made him a name. Uh, that's my opinion. I really, I think. Yeah. So the so the label that I made for this discussion was Nganu, Nganhu. Exactly. I'm trademarking that, by the way, Nganhu. I'm trademarking that uh, hashtag. Hashtag Nganhu. Um, yeah, you see that a lot. You see that people are thinking that he's really blown it and that he's done. I mean, I like to believe that the guy is a nice guy and he's a good guy. He was standing up for what he believed in. And regardless of not having an agreement already out there, he took the stand to say, no, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. And or I don't like dealing with this promotion and I just want out. So I'm going to say some lofty goals. They'll say no and then I can walk away. Yes. I don't I don't blame him for this. I think now, though, you know, it sucks that he hasn't got something quicker. But I hope he makes some good money. Someone said that they saw something where he said he's, he needs to be borrowing money from people. I'm like, this dude hasn't financially planned at all. I believe it. Shit. Yeah, I believe it. I, I mean, put- if that if that was the case and you had no money, then they- you should have taken at least one fight with UFC for eight million. Yes. Then go sit back and relax. Yes. And like just think about it, because as he's not fighting, what sponsors is he getting? Right? Like what deep when you're an active fighter, those deals come along as long right. as Fighting, right? He literally took him like what income is coming in each week, right? Yeah. Uh, going back to like the music industry, the number of people, they get a nice upfront chunk of money from a record label. Yes, they yeah. tour the world and they're successful. They don't have a penny in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. Like it's interesting what's going to happen to Nganu. I don't know. I, I, but I do believe that Shatri didn't do anything in any ill will. I think Shatri's statement was simply like you said, I think it was just to clear the air so that his, that his fans or investors or whatever would know where one FC is headed. Um, I, it's, it's a tough one, but I, and I don't think Nganu made a mistake. I think Nganu is doing what he has to do and hopefully he lands with PFL, which I guess I, all I know is that then my PFL upper deck cards might be worth a little bit more if PFL grows in value. I still haven't opened these, so. I have a question. Yeah. Remember we talked about PFL and, like, Jake, isn't Jake Paul supposed to be making his MMA premiere? Like, there's been no mention of that. No. Since. Ever since Jake Paul even released that video saying that he's the head of talent relations, whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Zippo. No, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen anything with Jake Paul with that. So it makes me wonder, like, did they back out on that deal? Him losing to this other guy in the boxing match. Did that screw that for him? Uh, is no is where he does not have the skills for MMA yet. And he's secretly training behind the scenes. And in two years, <laughs> make, yeah, but even, but, but even so you need this guy to be out being the public face of your company. You need him to be doing something. And to, I'll be honest. To, to make the value and PFL. I hate to say it. It's almost like Kayla Harrison losing took some steam out of their whole organization, not just her. It's like, you don't, we were hearing about them. They were building up. Kayla Harrison losing, uh, hurricane Shane Burgos losing on his debut. Uh, wasn't there another UFC guy that lost in his debut? Was it magic Marlon Marais? I think might've lost in his debut. Like, it is not good when you sign these guys that are former superstars that or like uh, superstars with other organizations, they come in and lose. Yes. It's like, well, shit, that's great for the guy that beat them. But yeah. overall for your organization, you need these, these superstars to be superstars. Like that's why Mike Perry is kicking ass in BKFC. Yes. He comes in as a name with a personality, with a style, with a look. And he's three and zero in BKFC and putting on wicked shows, and now he's the face. 
Yes. Right. Eddie Alvarez goes in there, kicks ass. He's yeah. now a face. Ben yeah. Rothwell, he's a face. Like you need those guys to do well. That's why you can't be hiring has-beens. You're hiring guys that still have talent. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be a tough call for uh, PFL. I don't. I just don't see how they have the money. The other news, and someone was just messaging me saying, "Can I talk about this?" But uh, Bell- PFL apparently looking to buy Bellator. Really. I don't know. I'm getting mixed messages on that. I've seen posts about that. I uh, right. so was... I, I thought PFL had some secret funders behind them as well. So maybe this is true. But then what are you going to do? You're going to buy Bellator. Like, here's the thing. You do that and you've eaten up your own competition that was making you better. If PFL buys Bellator, all that happens is PFL is the new Bellator. Like, you're just the new number two. Or they keep if, both both companies existing, but separate. Good luck. Like how can you, what's the point in that then now you're, you're, you're renting double the venues, paying double the amount of people and you're, you're just splitting your audience base. But you I don't, to, I don't have enough time to watch every organization. You know I, what I mean? I kind of agree with you. Yeah. And I don't like, yeah. That's why I'm like, yo, BKFC is where my loyalty lays. You got these other bare knuckle orgs. Yes. They throw on good fights, but, no, I only have time to fucking dedicate myself to one. I'm going to do it with the one that I think is the most exciting at the moment. So I yeah. hear that. Yeah, that that said, people that watch this podcast know that I'm a big fan of Invicta. Yes. And they ha- when this comes out, this comes out on the Thursday. They'll have had an event yesterday on the Wednesday. And there are some good fights at Invicta. I do love Invicta. And what I love about Invicta is they, they're just like an island unto themselves. Yes. Right? All women league. Their events are on Wednesdays. They compete with nobody. I can watch every single Invicta event, no problem. Right? Yeah. It never conflicts. Whereas, like, 1FC is on the Friday nights. Okay, I can kind of watch 1FC, no problem, too. That's fine. Or it's in the morning because of the Asia time zone difference. But, like, when it comes to PFL and Bellator and UFC, it's tough. And and BKFC, like, it's tough to, to, to monopolize your time. If PFL buys Bellator, they have to merge. You can't run two separate thingies and i feel like they would i feel like they would change to pfl like i don't think they'd give up that name you're not going to become bellator that's for sure i still have a feeling they would keep both running i'm trying to and 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 here's the other thing we don't want pfl to buy bellator because it also reduces the amount of contracts available in the world for fighters that's true like if maria clinton becomes the superstar that she is now destined to be. It's good if she can go, Oh, I could go to Bellator. Oh, I could go to PFL. Oh, I could go to UFC. Like if she has options, if these two organizations just eat each other up, there's no point in that. So for for fighters, you know, but I don't know, but uh, interesting. All the stuff that's happening is interesting. The Nganu thing. I don't know. Did I want to talk about anything else with that Nganu thing? Chatri statement. Why does he put it out there? Francis, he's transparent about a new deal. Oh, why? Here's, here's the next point. Why did Francis take the meeting if he already had the, um, gen, let's say, gentleman's bet with X organization? Brady Bunch, why would he take the meeting? A, just to hear. Maybe A, to be just straight up and honest, but also to hear, are you guys willing to allow me to maybe do this thing and also work with you guys or what numbers do you have where maybe I won't do this thing? Yeah. Uh, and maybe just honestly, it makes me wonder who reached out to who to set up the meeting. You know, either, either way, again, we are 100% simpatico here. Yeah. That was my thing. Francis is just a really nice dude. He honored the, the meeting that he had scheduled shows up in person. It's never a bad idea to be a good person. Shows yeah. up in person, meets with Shatri, is transparent about the deal, says, hey, this is what's happening. But yes, of course, until the until the ink is signed, yeah, if Shatri wanted to say, hey, look, I get that you've got that deal, but let me put my numbers out here. Let me put my deal out here. There's nothing stopping him from still putting out that offer. And so I think that's why he does the meeting. Like, I think Nganu and Shatri in this case were both perfect gentlemen, perfect 
professionals. And they did what they had to do to, to have a proper meeting, you know? Anybody talking shit about Nganu, you know, saying that he's, he's ruining himself and whatever, eh, I, I get it, but, you know, he's still doing his thing. And, and Shatri's and saying anything about, about him, no. Even though his company has blocked me, I'm still supporting this dude. You know? That's true. We got to get him to unblock you somehow. Yeah, I just want Shatri to come on the podcast. Shatri seems like a really nice dude. I would love to have the opportunity to chat with him on the podcast. I, I've kind of left him alone in terms of messaging him because obviously this massive event. But after this event is due, I think I'm going to start hitting him hard. I would appreciate if you start messaging him as well and see if we can get him on this podcast. We got to get his attention. All right. Seems like a good dude. I feel like I feel like we could have a good conversation. You know. Um. All right. What else do we got next week? on the podcast. I don't know if you're going to be here, Brady Bunch, because you've got your fight coming up quick. Yes. I have a feeling I will be here though. I need okay. to, <laughs> this helps me stress me. Uh, but yes, my fight, I got to find out when my flight is weigh-ins are Thursday. My fight is Friday. Uh, it is coming up so quick. I can't even believe it. I'm so nervous. <laughs> really? Good nervous, but yeah. Yeah. Like good energy, good nerves. What uh, can I ask? How do we watch your fight? So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think it's literally through like the Rough and Rowdy website. I think roughandrowdy.com. And you just okay. log on there and you can stream it. Uh, okay, nice. And then they, I think, as you know, they tend to release the fights down the line on their like YouTubes and stuff. Uh, yeah. But I'm hoping some people will watch it live, especially if I show up in my best form and don't embarrass myself. Yeah. Those are some of the nightmares I've been having lately, people. Uh, some of us yeah. dream about this shit, and I've woken up to a few nights just envisioning things in that ring. Because uh, I know this is my biggest match yet. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a little intimidated, even though I think I'm going to win. Uh, my opponent has had 23 fights with a winning record. Uh, so I know I can't take her lightly, uh, but we're pushing things forward for trans fighters, trans versus trans. I think the both of us can help change this world in many ways. Uh, and I'm hoping people actually pay attention, uh, and then pay attention to whatever comes next for the both of us when they're loose. Uh, so yeah, thanks for letting me plug that quick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, cut this out and plug it. Uh, no niceties. Brady Bunch. Yeah. No. You're going in for the kill. Yep. Serious shit. No, this, is, this is rough and rowdy. They don't want to, you to be playing patty cake with anyone. Nope. This is, they want the finish, right? Yes, they do. I get a nice bonus. Uh, if I get a knockout. And so I'm so going for that knockout. Uh, I might feel a little bad after but not beforehand and not during. Cause I know my, opponent is going to be trying to do the same exact thing. Uh, and I don't blame her. Right. But course, yeah. I know, I know I've put in the work, build up this muscle. Uh, I just hope I don't gas out. <laughs> no, no, no gassing out. So all the best to you. If for some reason we don't see you on the podcast next week, obviously, you know, good luck. We'll all be supporting you like crazy. Any promo you do, don't forget to tag us because then we can share it and all that too. Uh, we'll keep everybody up to date with like how to watch. But I think, yeah, I, I agree because our former guest, Sarah Ferugia, when she fought for Rough and Rowdy, yeah, I think you just go to the Rough and Rowdy website and then everything just goes through there. Like you don't have to go through Fight Pass or pay-per-view or whatever. Like you just go through the website and figure it out. Uh, that's the same, I believe, for Fight League Atlantic, if you want to watch Maria Clinton's fight, which uh, is going to be a great fight. I really hope the best for her. Um, her answer to that, are you happy? That was a good one. She and, not, gave but, good and it makes sense hearing her say, like, she never gets angry. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's got the right right wiring, you know? Yeah, just calm, happy Canadian as we all are. And that probably helps in, in a fight. I mean it. Because, listen... Sometimes you get angry in a fight and you do stupid shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Calm assassin, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, in the future, get rid of that one card with the three things. She did not like that question. <laughs> I thought 
that was a good one, right? I know, but I think it puts people, yeah, maybe it puts people in too too tough of a question. Yeah, too tough of a spot. But you're right. You could say cooking. Even I would just say I want Barboza's kicks. Yes. like I, I want, you know, I want uh, Mike Perry's toughness and, you know, and I want Silva's head movement. Yeah. Right? Or something like that, right? Like just, you know, yeah. Maybe we, or maybe we could change it to like what three MMA skills. Or, yeah. We'll come up with like specific something, something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are right on time. I'm going to put the two uh, links to a couple of podcasts up so you can see those now. Click on those. Aside from that, Brady Bunch, thank you so much for another great week. And uh, we'll see you next week with Marcus the Maniac McGee. Have a good one.